Well, good morning, good day, good evening. You are here at Wired for Danger at the Dangerous Freedom Podcast. And my name is Jill. Today is a Monday. It is the day after Easter. It's April 18th, 2022. And I am coming to you from the just barely light coming over the horizon of a long day of work ahead for me. I have no idea what's ahead for you. And I was asking myself, you know, what do I really want to talk about this morning? Uh, and what popped into my head is something I've been thinking about, so it's not like I haven't been thinking about this, but uh, what came to me was the idea of leadership. And the reason I've been thinking a lot about that is uh, I've been focusing in my own mind a lot about the word respect. And so what I want to talk to be- today about is respect and the fight response. I have to move the microphone, so I'm sorry if it makes loud noises because as you know I am in a precarious situation here. Someday I'm hoping to get a little studio set up but for today we're still kind of ouch having a stomach uh, leg cramp sorry. Ah, So uh, today we're still kind of limping along but I wanted to talk about what how I would tailor the idea of leadership, respect, and the fight response, because that's really what Wired for Danger is to me. It's those of you who respond to a dangerous situation with the fight response, and really how I interpret that is that when you see something dangerous, you move towards it. It doesn't mean that you don't have fight and flight nervous system response. We all have all three. This is never a judgment. It is just I believe that we're all wired a little bit differently. We all have a different primary response. And this podcast is specifically for those who want to move towards danger. And I see that that I also talk about that in the other word of truth. So danger and truth to me are kind of the same things because we're in a world right now where truth is so dangerous very few are willing to move towards it in a way that's not part of the big swelling bubble of comfort thinking that you're safe within the context of everybody agrees with you. Real Wired for Danger people are running around on the edges because uh, you are willing to seek for truths that everybody is still uh, struggling to look at. But at the same time, we're having this uh, process going on around us where uh, I'm really starting to question what respect means to all of us. And so uh, I can only give you my thoughts on it. And so I want you to have the opportunity uh, to think about this because I think it's really important. Uh, And I made a video a while back. I don't even remember how far back it was. Because at some point I had this aha moment. You know, there's the intellectual understanding and then there's the emotional understanding is that for men, love is more like respect. And I think that's really difficult for women to understand that. But I think the way I, after you know thinking about that for a long time and sort of sitting with this idea of leadership and respect and what do those things actually mean, I think that respect, sorry, the dog's making lots of groaning noises over there. Um, I, you know, respect to me, I think instead of it being about men, I think it's more indicative of the masculine energy because men still want love, but I think they value respect in the old ways. Respect 
felt like love because, you know, 100 years ago, uh, we didn't associate masculinity with the kind of love that we talk about in the world today. And so we are evolving as human, but we're still holding on to these basic structures. And so the way I was kind of positing it, and you can see how this feels, is that respects is kind of like the structure or the container, and love is what fills it up within us. But I still think we have to define what respect is. So I don't think it's exclusive to men, but I do think it is the structure and the container for us, which would be the masculine energy, whether you're a man or a woman, and love is the feminine energy. It's what fills that container up because at the end of the day, you know, simplifying things to their most basic, uh, you know, love and strength are the two most primary forces in the universe. That's what we both need because one without the other, you can't function. Love without strength means, you know, I'm a doormat, just run me right over. Strength without love means, uh, you know, we can just torture, rape, and pillage because we don't care. So you need both, just like you need both the masculine and the feminine. But I think the word respect is better than strength in that we can put that word self-respect in front of it and we can turn the mirror on ourselves and ask ourselves what does respect really mean to us and that to me is how we lead right we lead by example and when we talk about a nervous system that moves towards danger you can see how important a level of self-respect is because how you harness that nervous system makes all the difference in the world. Do you use it to create positive or do you use it to create negative? And that is that internal conversation about what is respect to you. And it's different for everybody. And that's one of the hardest things I think we all have is listening to other people talk about what they respect when it's in stark contrast to how we might define it for ourselves. And so for today, when I'm talking about the idea of leadership and respect and the fight response, I really want to talk about holding that mirror up in front of ourselves and reminding ourselves that the best way to lead is to lead by example and while love is an important part of leadership if we don't have integrity if we don't have self-respect then the leadership is going to fall apart and one of the reasons I have made the decision to speak specifically to this particular type of person is that I truly believe that you are the leaders for the time that is now. I think when things are calm and when everybody's just sort of plugging along and life is no big deal, right, the wired for danger person often ends up doing things like, uh, you know, well, we call them adrenaline junkies, you know, uh, seeking adventure, travel, high risk sports, uh, you know, racing, uh, investigating. Uh, or, you know, you're overseas someplace doing, uh, you know, journalism or you join the military or the police or the fire department or search and rescue. 
uh, all those things that really create that basic feeling of risk because that's where it feels good that's what feels normal that's when you feel your best is when your nervous system is engaged in the fight response and it may or not be a constant but it's a baseline of your life Uh, and that kind of comes and goes and it looks very different sometimes it can be intellectually dangerous that's what I believe the truth is Uh, it can be emotionally dangerous willing to look at those things that create a lot of emotional upheaval Uh, it can be spiritually dangerous Uh, I think we're in a moment right now where that's becoming much more of a real idea Uh, this idea of spiritual warfare is something that's uncomfortable uh, and I think it's something that we are coming into in a way that that as humans uh, in our specific memory we don't have uh, any reference for we just have a lot of movies and who knows you know what's real about that and so you know danger is many things it's not just physical danger it's not just danger of our body being hurt or our body having Uh, damage or risk of life you know danger is when our belief system is challenged when our emotional boundaries are uh, broken when our intellectual understanding becomes challenged and uh, you know we're asked to look at things in a way that we're not comfortable everything about wired for danger is the willingness to move into the discomfort because that nervous system response must move forward and the reason that's important is because the other two don't they shut down or they run away and again we need all three but I am speaking specifically to those of you who just can't help yourselves moving forward now you may try to collect you may it may be too much Uh, I think that's a lot of what trauma is is it becomes too much Uh, we break down because everybody has a point and a limit to the things that they can witness or experience and still have self-respect and I was listening to a couple different people talk about what's going on in Ukraine it's fascinating you know one set of uh, information says the Russians are doing all the bad things the other set of information says the Ukrainians are doing all the bad things to people you know the the raping and the pillaging and the shooting and the killing and the torturing and uh, you know my guess is it would be both in addition to the fact that there's all kinds of people over there that are not Russian or Ukrainian there are Americans there are Chechnyans there are Serbians there are tons of uh, mercenary types people so you know we're getting all this propaganda because we don't really know what's happening but who did it is less important than why people do it and a lot of it is cultural if you're raised in a culture that says it's okay to kill that you know other people who are Uh, don't agree with you or animals who don't agree with you you can torture because they're not worthy of life or respect that's you know that's wired for danger out of control and the only people that can keep the dark version of wired for danger in check are the people who have wired for danger and self-respect like how do you 
keep the lid on darkness without becoming dark yourself. It is such a fine but vitally important line. And uh, and as I've been going through this with you, you know, I've been doing my own uh, sort of explanation and exploration of this as an idea because it's such a tiny, tiny uh, group of people, but I still keep coming back to this idea that there can't be anything more important. And a lot of that for me was the spiritual stuff because most spirituality, really not religion, most spirituality, most law at the universal level, you know, is very anti-violence. It's very anti-war. It's all about peace and love and harmony and uh, charity and gentleness and tolerance and and I've struggled with that, you know, for a long, long time because I'm like, okay, I understand all of that intellectually, but when you look at the horrific things people do out in the world, like how do you keep that in check by just sitting around and being peaceful? And I think it's more complex than we understand because my I always go back to uh, what happened in Tibet. And I think I've talked about this before, but if you haven't, you know, ever watched that movie, Seven Years in Tibet, there's a moment, you know, where the Chinese come and here are the most peaceful, gentle, happy people ever, right? They won't even dig a hole without trying to make sure the earthworms don't get hurt. Uh, you know, they're a country that's gotten rid of all of its guns and it has no standing army. And uh, and the Chinese show up and they have no way to stand up to them. And so they become completely overrun. And, you know, the purpose of the movie was getting the, the Dalai Lama out. But the reality was here is a nation that prides itself on its happiness and its peace and its gentleness. And there's nobody left to respond to the violence. And that's when I started to think about these things differently is that if you don't have people who have the capacity to stand up to the darkness and the evil then how do you stop it from becoming overrun now there's a lot of principle that goes into why that uh, isn't a good thing but at a certain level at a practical level where we are in the world today not who we could be and not how it can be but what happens in the world today, if you don't have a percentage of people who are willing to stand and hold the line, not to commit the atrocities, but to hold the atrocities in check, how do you move forward? I mean, I, and I don't have all the answers. I'm still kind of moving through this all in my own mind and uh, thinking process but but the reality is is that we're still in a world that is inc- incredibly violent and degrading and horrifying you know I'm listening to what's going on all over the world and what's going on with our leadership and what's going on in our communities and our schools and our churches and it's just horrifying it is horrifying all these devastating truths that are coming out and so the only way I see to hold that in check as part of our human experience is you've got to have a group of people who are wired innately right you just can't help but have this be your role and your purpose in life and at the same time right everybody else tries to tear you down I mean it's this bizarre experience of 
uh, let's just keep shooting the messenger because we don't want to know the truth and so we want to per persecute and uh, imprison or kill all the people who try to tell us the truth I it, there's a lot of reasons I think why that happens but the point is it's very difficult to be this type of person because you're trying to do the right thing and everybody's mad at you it's one thing you know if you're running into a, bur a burning building and you're saving uh, you know the dog or the child but it's a whole nother thing if you're trying to uh, shine the light on belief systems or religious systems or corporate systems of corruption uh, then everybody wants to come after you the people doing it want to come after you because they don't want the system to break down uh, and the people who don't want to know because that means their way of life is going to fall down are going to come after you but how do you not participate and how can we as civilization as humanity as a species not confront the darkness that's going on out in the world if we ever want to move ourselves forward and so you know there's always the talk about this peaceful blissed out world that somehow we all end up in but how do you get there when you've got the majority of the people who are either committing atrocities or don't want to look and are financially and emotionally and intellectually and physically supporting the atrocities right the majority of the population on earth is part of the process and then you have a smaller percentage I think that's in the world to try to keep it in check and so that's what I think you know the wired for danger person is and that's why I think the leadership component is so important because nobody wants you to do it but yet somehow you can't not do it and it's really hard to not give up it's really hard to not quit and so I think that comes back to where I started with what is respect and respect has to be self-respect it has to be an internal driven system that says you don't need the rest of the world to tell you that you're doing a good job or that you need validation externally somehow there needs to be an internal self-respect system within that keeps you sane that keeps you functional uh, it doesn't mean that you don't have ups and downs good days and bad days uh, it doesn't mean you don't grieve and uh, get frustrated and angry but there's got to be an internal system of self-respect and in this case I don't think love is enough I don't think love of others or love of self is enough because when we're dealing with this kind of stuff that's going on out in the world if we don't have some way to stay sane watching it all we will get drug underneath the water and drown and that I think is what the respect does I think the self-respect within the process of fighting is so important that we don't lose ourselves and it's very difficult to find people that we respect out in the world because we all have such different values and different belief systems and so we really have to hold that mirror up and shine it on ourselves and say what does self-respect mean to me and I think it starts in little tiny ways not great big grand gestures 
but the little tiny aspects of self-respect of uh, you know keeping and I say this right because I can't do it but I'm having that conversation like I really need to find a way to do this for myself in you know how I take care of myself how I take care of who I am responsible for how I take care of my home how I take care of my stuff how I conduct myself in public how I interact with other people how I spend my money how I spend my emotional energy how I spend my intellectual energy do I respect myself and you know I think there's a thousand ways that we try to appease that and that was that's what takes us back to the nervous system right because we use uh, distraction we we disassociate we deny uh, we use all those other nervous system response of freezing and running away of just not dealing with it or uh, changing it up so that we can find a way to make it comfortable but if you're wired to to be fight if you're wired to move forward if we don't find a way to contain some level of self-respect, uh, I, I don't think you can keep your head above water because everything out in the world is going to be tearing you down, especially right now. The, the more fearful people get, the more they want to shoot the messenger, right? The more uh, resistant they are to change, the more they're going to push against those things that are best for them and we do that in our own life right we do that with our food choices our activity choices our lifestyle choices our financial choices uh, self-respect is a really tough tough road and culturally there's absolutely no support for that right culturally it's all about how the world sees us on the outside and not who we are on the inside and the only person who really truly knows who you are on the inside is you. And so we're going to wrap this up because the only point I'm really trying to make today, I have taken you on a big wide circle and we're bringing it back, is when you look in the mirror, do you respect yourself? Are you leading by example and self respect and that's only a question we can answer to for ourselves because we all have different definitions but I think it's less about how we define it at this moment and more that we can define it because the more we respect ourselves the more we trust ourselves the more internally driven we are then the more comfortable we'll be with maybe challenging some of our own beliefs and our own limitations and our own ideas but when you're just thrashing around in fear and uncertainty and you have no strong internal compass or foundation then all you want to do is control and hurt and kill everything around you so that you can stay safe so there's nothing more important I think in this moment in time even more important than love at this moment is some degree of self-respect that you can hold on to that's a structure and a container not so you can go out in the world and control everything around you but that you can stabilize your own internal mechanisms your own internal systems your own internal foundation just giving you a place to plant your feet and not feeling like you're going to fall down as the world gets crazier and crazier and crazier 
So I don't think there's anything more important than leading by example and beginning with this idea of defining what respect is to you and how we harness that in who we are out in the world. So that is our Monday. It doesn't mean that anything changes. Sometimes it's just a change of mind, a change of attitude. Maybe it's a change in behavior. Maybe it's a change of thinking. But how do you define respect for yourself? And being willing to actually look at who you are. I think that's even, it's easy to go and look at everybody else and say, oh, I don't respect you and shame and judge and condemn. But it's really hard to look honestly in the mirror and say, do I respect who I am? Do I respect how I'm spending my time, how I'm spending my money, how I'm spending my energy and that's always where it begins. And then that will flow out. It has to start within if you want to stay sane and have a solid place to put both feet. Especially as the world goes crazier and crazier. Okay, deep breath. Remember to get that uh, lung out, uh, air in the lower lobe. Uh, lobes of the lung and get that old air out that's where all the healing and the strength comes from getting clean fresh air into those lower lobes uh, it's a brand new day it's a brand new week uh, it's a brand new life we're all moving into and I encourage and challenge and support you in the process of finding your highest level of self-respect and leading by example because who you are is wired for leadership because you are willing to move into the discomfort and there is nothing but discomfort going on all around us but somebody needs to lead that charge and stand on the leading edges and that is you you who are wired for danger, who you are wired for fight, uh, who aren't here to kill an external enemy, but to become the leaders of the world that we need to grow and build next. And the most important thing I think we need to do right now is to find within ourselves a level of self-respect. Because nobody's going to give that to you. <laughs> It's definitely something that has to start within. Most everybody's going to get mad at you at this point in time. So good luck, and I, my friends, will see you next time.